Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse in a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Welcome to the Remanu Cherry Show. We are live here in kind of overcast Seattle, but we are live here in Seattle in an actually gorgeous brand new recording studio. It's re- I was looking at your board, Eric. It's so pretty. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's very pretty. <laughs> so we've been actually in a kind of a pretend studio. Well, we've been in another studio, but a not... Temporary setup, Temporary yeah. one. Uh, not for KKNW, but for another... Um, station here. Another station. family, yeah. Yeah, how many stations are there? Five. Five yeah. stations. I know, my favorite one is no longer here. Smooth Jazz. Sorry, but it's been, it was my favorite station besides mm-hmm. KKNW. Right. Um, but there's some amazing stations here on the Stardusky family, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got uh, Kixie and Warm and Movin'. Movin', and yeah. And now Click. And Click. And us, yeah. Oh, my gosh, right. So. And so the studios have been, some of them have been recently remodeled. That's right, yeah. They, the company just spent a lot of money upgrading all the studios, new boards um, and new furniture and, and new kind of setups, really, for all the studios. And, and so uh, we've been kind of in a, kind yeah. of a chaotic state <laughs> I bet you for have the been. last month or so. Yeah. So it's really happy, or I'm really happy anyway, to see the, the fruits of all this labor come mm-hmm. to well, mm-hmm. fruition, if you will. Yeah, it is really beautiful. <laughs> you know, I love the counters that they used in here. It's gorgeous. And I'm actually sitting where you typically would sit. So we've reversed where I used to be, yeah. positions just because of the way they set up the studio. Changing yeah. perspectives, if Yeah, you will. I really like it. I really like it. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it looks lovely. So uh, welcome to the show. It's Boot Camp for the Soul Tuesday. And the challenge that we're working on is about karma, about embracing karma. And I put up a little thing on my Facebook. You can go to my Facebook page, Be My Friend. Friend. Um, I put a lot of things up on there. Just go to Marie Manu Cherry. It's a public Facebook, so you can even look at stuff if you don't want to be a friend. And one of the things that I put up there recently was something from one of my favorite books from The Seat of the Soul, Gary Zukoff, when he talks about karma. And he says that um, t- temptation is a compassionate way the universe allows you to see potential pitfalls and cleanse yourself before you affect the lives of others. Very interesting. You cleanse yourself by becoming aware and by not having to actually live through the experience and that again comes from Gary Zukoff and one of his books um, The Seat of the Soul so I I always think that that is interesting I do think that people have better experiences with karma because karma is just about balance when they do look at the bigger picture I loved what he said it's the universe's way of um of helping you, you know, to, to choose different circumstances. But I was, I, I'm one of those people, and I know you are too, Eric, because I thought about it this morning when I was getting ready before I saw clients. You look at the big picture. You are more of a cautious person before you make a decision. You think about how I try to be. You are. You think about how it's going to affect you or others. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's how we can certainly avoid what we may call negative karma, although karma is always good. I think the challenge for people like you and I is making sure that we enjoy our life, like that we're not too careful how we step across the, mm. the pond, right? Yeah, yeah that, it can be. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, we can see all the potential pitfalls. And so mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, makes us more cautious, if you will. But I think actually most people do see the bigger picture. They just don't necessarily choose 
what would be in the best interest. I've had so many clients on my table in my office, and we're talking about a choice that they've made. Uh-huh. And, and I, they want to come across like they didn't know that it would have a bad or negative result. But then as we talk about it, they go, yeah, I know, I know, I know. So they know, <laughs> but they're still willing to um, take that risk and jump a couple stones and see what happens mm-hmm. and then have to step back and reevaluate how they crossed the pond, so to speak. So that's what we're talking about today is karma and how it affects us and how can we grow without having a lot of experiences that are uncomfortable. All right. And putting this in the uh, the boot camp for the soul terms, this is kind of a continuation of the, the challenge that we had last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to do it for this week, you know, this week and last week, and then mm-hmm. um, I'll come up with a new challenge for next week. And then, of course, on Thursday, we're going to have one of my favorite guests. We're going to have Christopher Renstrom. He's an astrologer. He's going to be on the show. Um, he um, And he's been on the show before, right? He has. Yeah. Yeah, and so when you call in on Thursday, you want to have your birth date and time. And He must be living a good life if karma is uh, granting him the oh. chance to be on the show once again. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. Yeah, he, I just think he's a very talented astrologer. And I'm, gonna, I'm excited. I'm going to ask him about the Middle East and all the changes that have been happening. What does that mean astrologically? Oh, okay. Are we going to see more peace in the Middle East as you have predicted, which I Fingers love. Crossed. Love your prediction. <laughs> Looking at the big picture. Yeah, no, I Hoping like for it. The best. Actually, I, I'm, I'm more moving towards your perception, you know, because I haven't always felt that way. I've, mm. you know, just seen a lot of strife, you know, even though I've never visited the region, I've just known a lot of Middle Eastern people mm-hmm. and, and heard their hardships from their homelands. So it's certainly a long time coming, but I agree. Hopefully but, the overarching trend is for freedom and democracy. Oh, and I agree. Human and rights. I so agree. And th- wouldn't that be exciting for everyone in the world to mm-hmm. have regions of the world reevaluate how they want to be? I mean, yeah. wow. So maybe Christopher will give us some insight on that tomorrow. Um, I'll be curious to see what he says and what predictions he has for, um, you know, for that part of the world. So why don't we go ahead and take our first caller. Excellent. Let's do that. Let's travel down via telephone uh, (laughs) to the Bay Area in California and talk to Emma in San Francisco. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm, I'm like over my jet lag now. Um, so, so I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm fully recovered and back into uh, the North American life. What can I do for you today? Well, I have a question about my relationship. I'm in kind of a new relationship. It's been about five months, and there's a lot of passion between us, but sometimes it's, you know, fighting passion and fighting for <laughs> lots of little things and some things that are bigger things. Um And my boyfriend travels a ton for work, so it's often that we don't see each other for weeks at a time, and then when we do, there's pressure because he's leaving, you know, again in a number of days. So I'm just trying to get a little bit of insight on that and, you know, trying to recognize also my role in the relationship and how I can make it better. Um, But then, of course, there's always the question of, you know, is this just really not a good match? (laughs) Well, I love that the two of you are having great passion, you know, good sex and uh, some fighting here and there that ends in more good sex. Uh, so that's a good thing. I mean, that, that part <laughs> is fun. I think the most important thing to ask yourself is what do you want in a relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, because some people actually thrive on some drama. 
you know, him mm-hmm. traveling, reconnecting again, again, having great passion, all of those things. And then some people don't. Some people, that doesn't really work for them. So I really think the question has to come back to, because you're very smart. You're a really smart person. You actually know yourself quite well. And I think that's why you've, how you've been able to maneuver through this relationship. Because I wouldn't call him easy. Um, I, I wouldn't call him that. He's really handsome, and he's got great energy. He's spontaneous, and he's fun. Yeah. And those are things you asked for. Yeah. Yeah, You and you got that. But he's also definitely, from my opinion, and I know you've only known him for five months, and of course I've never met him, um, is that you, um, he's tends to be more self-absorbed. So yeah. a lot of the decisions he makes are from his perspective. Right. And he may not be ready to be in our perspective, you know, right. not just with you, but with anyone. Yeah, that's exactly what he said to me yesterday. Ah, wise person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I think that's, I am asking myself the same question of, well, do I, do I actually thrive on a little bit of drama and is this okay? <laughs> you know, it's just more that I really want someone to spend time with. I know. And half the time. Right. And, and I, I think you can, ha- here's what I think, but. You know, I really do. You have fabulous intuition. I believe everyone really knows deep inside of them. Just not everybody wants to hear my perspective always. I mean, they may ultimately think it's a good idea, but initially they may not. I don't think he's your life partner. I I do think he has delivered things that were missing from you because you've chosen safer people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that you could really count on. And, and I'm not saying you can't count on him, but not every day because he's not always around. Yeah. And, and so you need that spontaneous, fun, great passion. You absolutely need passion in your life. You are a person who has a strong drive in that way. And I mean, mm-hmm. even sexually speaking, in order to be really fulfilled, you need to have a good partner for you in that way. And he does provide mm-hmm. that for you. Um, but I think you need someone who's going to hang around home a little bit more and go, babe, how are you? Can I rub your neck? Yeah, you kind of need more of that hominess and then the spontaneous spontaneousness that this gentleman offers. I love his honesty. I love it. Yeah. I mean, wow. So it maybe part of the conversation would be, is he planning on wanting to be concerned about a we versus just a me? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I'm trying to pull out of him is, you know, (laughs) I'm willing to hang in there. Uh Uh-huh. If it will, you know transform into that relationship because I do think he could be my dream man. Yeah. But if, if nothing changed, he wouldn't be. Right. Right. I agree completely with you. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. When he answers that question, when you really start to get more direct, because you know with him you have mm-hmm. to be direct. Yeah. Because he'll kind of skirt around the issue a little bit. Yeah. Um, when he gets direct, believe what he says. Try not to yeah. read in between the lines. Yeah. I think when he hears you, he answers honestly. Yeah. And so if he says, oh, yeah, I'm so close to that. I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, then that would be a good reason to say. If he says, you know, I don't know when I'm going to get there. And yeah. Then I would listen to that. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Marie. Oh, you're welcome. You are a doll. Whoever you you end up with is very, very lucky. And you deserve someone who makes you feel that way. Makes you feel really, really special. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Okay. So we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manion Cherry Show. It's Boot Camp for the Soul Tuesday. We're talking about embracing karma. We'll definitely talk about that more in between phone calls. We're taking your calls, and we'll be right back.
Healing from Within, Supporting a Healthy Brain DVD is now available for purchase. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt's third DVD covers the human brain in its entirety. They describe the brain as being a universe filled with multi-sensory abilities. Learn why neurotransmitters and serotonin levels can affect your mood. Gain knowledge about what vitamins and minerals are imperative to healthy aging. Exercises and meditations are included. If you haven't picked up your copy of the first two DVDs on detoxification or heart health, they're available online at www.energyintuitive.com or by calling 425-825-5671. There's an exciting new astrology hour, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. with Deborah Silverman. Deborah's unique blend of psychology and astrology turns planetary language into plain English. Join us for an interactive hour that's guaranteed to give you personal insights in a fun and entertaining way. Tune in to Deborah Silverman Live. Whatever your life question, marriage, job, family, relocation, or just curiosity, call for a live reading Tuesdays at 5 p.m. And visit Deborah's website at DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Tired of the insanity of other talk radio stations? Just click your radio knob and say there's no place like Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in overcast but still gorgeous Seattle. I'm even wearing a skirt today and sandals. It's funny, every time I get dressed in the morning, I come downstairs, I'm like, um, yeah, no. <laughs> it's either I'm wearing pants when the sun's out or I'm wearing a skirt when it's a little chilly, but... I like how you've bridged the seasons with a scarf, <laughs> a jaunty scarf, as well as the skirt, so you know, very nice. This is very Italian, Eric, so women in Italy wear scarves all the time. They're bridging the seasons. They're bridging the seasons, yeah, so they can be somewhat warm when it's cold out, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's really nice. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah, so I, I bought like four scarves in Italy. Yeah. Very sharp, very thank stylish. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you. So why don't we go back to the phone lines? Well, we're not going to go to Italy. Okay. We will go to Spain if that's all right with okay, you. Okay, yes. All right, let's talk to Sabina calling all the way from Ibiza. Oh my gosh. Hi, Sabina. How are you? Hello, Marie. Hi. Nice to talk to you again. Yes, it's lovely. You live yes. in one of the most beautiful parts of the world. Yes, it is, actually. <laughs> sure, what can I do for you today? Mary, I have a question, and uh, it's like I recently started my practice doing energy healing. Oh, congratulations. And thank you. And one of my first clients is a woman with the name Marita, and she's a very lovely woman, and uh, she has rheumatoid arthritis, and she is like uh, was nine years old. And her, her hands, they are nearly, nearly crippled. Uh-huh. So I have been treating her with Reiki, and even energy medicine and also giving her energy exercises she can do at home and mirror work and forgiveness work. So I, my question is, is there anything you can see that would help her to help her more or what I should focus on with her that I could even help her mm-hmm. more to heal? And sure. And you said she's 90? No, no. She, she has the arthritis. And ah. Well, with nine years, I think she got it. Oh, she's had the arthritis for nine years, is what you're saying? No, when she was nine years Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm sorry. A girl, she yes. got it. Oh, that's a long now, time to have yes. arthritis. Yes. 
I think now she's yeah. in her mid-thirties. Okay, so she's young. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. And her hands, they're really crippled already. And that's probably what I keep seeing. That's why it looks 90, because her hands yeah. look like, yeah. you know. When people get arthritis very early in life, it has more, obviously, detrimental effects on them. And I've, yeah. I've treated patients in your patients' um, age group who were just, Twisted. It was a very sad thing. They were mostly in hospital having surgery to recorrect, you know, hips and knees so that they could walk. Um, the great thing is that your patient isn't that compromised. I'm very happy for her. That's wonderful. So arthritis, and it's funny because Alyssa and I were talking about that um, that particular disease on, uh, disease on the way into the studio today. Arthritis is about not letting go of the past. Connective tissue work, like energy work, because it works on connective tissue, is excellent. So she's probably noticed some decrease of pain or she's had a little bit more movement. She's probably already had some positive experiences from energy work. But I would help her with letting go of the past. There's an exercise that I teach clients. Um, it's kind of long and drawn out, so I'm going to actually email it to you um, because it is going to take up too much radio time. But you can already start the conversation with her about letting go of the past. And people who hold on to the past in a way that is harmful to them, they tend to be hard on themselves or they mm-hmm. wish they had made different decisions. But just like how we're embracing karma this week, all of our decisions are perfect. They're beautiful. Every single one of them is gorgeous, and it's important that we find the beauty in every aspect of our life, including the things that have already happened that we absolutely cannot change. So that's what I'd work with her for. She really likes you, by the way. Yeah, I I noticed that. Yeah, she's very sweet. Yeah. The only thing is, although we can't really talk that much, the same language, I have a husband sitting here helping me translating it all in Spanish. Oh, that's perfect. So so going very deep into stuff is not the easiest thing. With the, well, know, the exercise I, will help because um, I'll, uh, and I'm glad that I'm, now I know even more why I'm emailing it to you. I'll put it out in like bullet, point, bullet points and you'll be able to explain it well to him. You can give him a copy of the exercise uh-huh. and yeah, and you are helping her. She really likes coming to you. She's feeling better. So congratulations. Oh, great, great. Yeah, I'm not sure about it also, but that is wonderful to hear that it's helping her. Well, and I would love for you, since you enjoy it so much and your client does, for you to feel empowered by the experience and be grateful for your time with her. Oh, I'm very grateful. From your perspective, too. I mean, from you. Appreciate yourself is what I'm suggesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Can I ask you just one more question? Sure. I just wanted to know... uh, if my guys, if anything, they want to let me know anything. You know what? It's so funny. I was just telling Eric that it's, I need to make an announcement about guides um, pretty soon. And people, you know, it's probably the, one of the most popular questions that people ask me on the radio about their guides. Your guides are very happy with you. They want to make sure that you don't become too overly critical with yourself because you really want people to heal. And they want to make sure that you don't take it too seriously. Enjoy yourself. Have fun. I think that helps people heal fast when the healer is not too concerned about the outcome. And Mm -hmm. this is not about being uncompassionate. It's about letting go, which is what you're teaching your client, too, is to let go of the past for her hands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, So that's what your guides say. Um, And I'm going to be recording a CD series on guides um, next month with Sounds True that will be released in March when my book is released. So that'll be really fun. Yeah, we just found out last week, and so we're really excited about the project. Mm -hmm. Great. Oh, good. Thank you. You're welcome, and congratulations with your practice. I wish you great success. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day in Spain. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 
So you have a question too, Eric, that you could read on the air. Oh. <laughs> you mean from a listener? Yeah, from a listener. I thought you, you were saying, from, like, yeah, I, I won't put you on the spot. I'm thinking, yeah, the only question I had was about the rain in Spain, and then we forgot oh. to ask Sabina. Oh, I wonder oh, well. what it was like. Yes. Good question. <laughs> Let's take this question from Kelly instead. Dear Marie, I'm considering getting my tubes tied after the birth of my twin girls. I'm having a C-section, so it'll be a somewhat easy procedure for the doctors to do during the same surgery. My only hesitation is the possible effect this surgery would have on my chakras, specifically my second slash juicy chakra. <laughs> I don't want to do anything that would inhibit my creativity, etc. Is it better for my hubby to be snipped? <laughs> <laughs> Eric always gets the best questions to read on the I air. I sure do. I wonder why she didn't want to call and <laughs> say this live. Anyway, this is definitely our last pregnancy and wanted right. to do something to prevent future pregnancies, but wanted to do what is best for our bodies. Thanks so much for all your beautiful and healing work. I'm so appreciative and look forward to your podcasts each week. You know, um, I just recently saw a picture of Kelly. I do who know she is. She used to live in Seattle. She lives in California now. I just saw a picture of her pregnant. She looks so pretty, just radiant. And she has two boys already. So now she's going to have two boys and two girls. And All right. how well, adorable. Congratulations. Oh, on the, exactly. The just congratulations. I think this is kind of one of those questions you have to ask from inside because we're all biologically different even though our anatomy for the species that we are may be very similar on a biochemistry level i think we're very different even how we move energy in our body can be different so um i've met a lot of women and this is what i first thought about when i uh, read that note kelly is that i've met women who've had unfortunately abdominal pain right around Minzy times after their tubes, if they were going to actually, you know, ovulate, um, or I mean, actually create all the scenario to actually have the, the beautiful egg drop down, um, during that, if they were going to actually have a menzies, they have pain during that time period. Um, and I've spoken to a lot of women about that, mostly nurses. And unfortunately, they didn't get a lot of feedback from their physicians. This was a while ago, like over a decade ago. So things may be different. I would definitely ask your physician about that question. But what I would do for you is I would go inside and see what your body says. What do your ovaries say and your fallopian tubes? What are they saying? Would they prefer to be the, the part that stops the production of you and your husband creating babies or is it better for his vast difference which is the area that they would snip inside his body so that his sperm isn't moving down the canal so I would talk to your body about it and see what it has to say maybe your body's like oh yeah great we can't wait to get snipped you know the tubes or cauterized or however they do it these days or maybe your um fallopian tubes will not be happy about the situation so that's what I would suggest and ask your doctor some more questions about um, symptoms that women have post-operatively with this procedure. So that's my answer. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and go back to the phone lines, Eric? Sounds like a good idea. Let's talk to Cheryl and Kent. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm okay. Uh-oh. Just um, okay? <laughs> well, I have a big decision to make, and oh. I'm kind of happy that they've put it in my lap. Uh-huh. Um, Who's they? Um, the people who are writing up the paperwork, um, my ex-husband, um, is decided five years ago to pay me less and I've gotten, I, I was afraid to do anything about it. And so now I've waited five years. 
mm-hmm. and now I have the chance to go back and recoup all of that money mm-hmm. or part of that money. Uh huh. And I have to make a decision, and they've left it up to me. Oh. <laughs> so I could go back three years. I could go, go back four years oh. or five years. Oh. Okay. And I want to know how he will react. Well, we already know how he's going to react. I mean, he clearly doesn't want to pay what was determined his original fair share. And you were too generous at the time and did not take care of it. Right? Yes. Okay. So, so we already know he's not going to be happy. If you ask for any more amount of money, he's not going to be happy. That's just... How? Well, I'm okay with him not being happy. I'm, I'm not okay with him going ballistic or having it affect my son, but and how I don't are, know that I have a choice. How old, are, how old is your son now? He's 16. Okay. And um, so you're worried that he's that your ex-husband's, which of course he was ballistic while you were married to him from time to time, yes. so that's not new. Yes. No. And he's probably been ballistic in front of your, your the son that both of you share from time to time, yes. so that won't be new either. No. But, um, but my yeah. son loves him dearly and Good. doesn't um, understand or accept that his father has problems. <laughs> well, here's one of the things I've learned going through my own divorce. And one of the things that sometimes a, a person will do in a relationship is they, they referee the other partner. You know, you were a referee in your marriage. You made your yeah. husband look better than his behavior. You covered up the behavior that wasn't what you considered appropriate for your family and so your your son will continue to be surprised you know for a while until he recognizes until he can see his parents for who they are and I think that kids deserve that and and I don't mean that in a bad way I think your son will always love his father I hope he does as I think he will always love you but how about love him for the person that he is with his imperfections as well you know, so so this is about this is actually what you're going through is karmic because you're also replaying it and you're having another opportunity to reevaluate this. <laughs> well, you are. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so karmically, you didn't do what was in the best interest of everyone involved initially. If your ex-husband, no, I did not. no in my opinion, because he's not very generous. So no. if he had been really generous, right, then then that would have been fine that you didn't have him pay extra. But he wasn't very generous, and you ended up paying a whole lot more, and he didn't pay his fair share. So, uh, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so now, here's what I would do is kind of look at, I, I kind of get someplace in the middle, but maybe a little bit over the middle, like not to the far end of everything that you could potentially have him pay back. And, but not, certainly not at the f- other far end of not having him repay anything. So we're definitely not going there. That's an absolute no. But going in the middle and then moving closer towards what he really owes you. Okay, I've been thinking four years is probably the right number. Okay, great. So, you know, and this is just, this is just about being fair. That's, you know, that's, you know, how I, I kind of look at it now, I, um, my, I didn't really fight for a lot of resources with my ex-husband. Um, and I even gave him a benefit of the doubt with many things. Um, but he's doing such a good job now. Like I'm so, I feel like he's making up for not buying a cell phone <laughs> or not paying for cell phone usage or, you know, um, I really feel like he's making up for it now and I couldn't be happier because our children need him as much as they need me. And so um, this is just an opportunity to, you're teaching your husband to step up to the plate and be your ex-husband, excuse me, and be responsible. And, um, 
this is okay for your son to see how he his father reacts sometimes. That's how he learns how not to react in the future in his own relationships. So um, okay. I would trust your intuition. You know, mine was the middle and then closer to what the highest that he owes you. And you said four years, so I'm sure that's quite accurate. And if he yells, that's his issue, not yours. That's one of the reasons why you're not married anymore. Yeah, well, one of the reasons I... I don't want to go too low is because um, he probably won't contribute at all to college. And, and you know that... he's not going to be forced to. Right. Well, I would, I would have him sign a document. And, I mean, you can take him to court. If he has the resources to pay for half of college, you can have your lawyers pursue that and have him... He'll eventually be required to, by law, to pay for half of college. Well, that's... Yeah, it's not. It's not a novel. I don't do this well, uh, apparently. But it's only fair. I mean, if he has the resources, and that's what you, the two of you would have done if you would remain married, is to pay for your child's education. Then I think it's only fair, and it's really fun. My ex and I share um, college tuition with our kids, and I think it's really fun. I know we both feel honored. And we're both happy that both of us can contribute. I'm not saying your husband, your ex-husband's there yet, but you would give him an opportunity to be there with you in celebrating, you know, educating your child. It's such a privilege for those of us who can. It's just an honor. Well, I I did have a strange dream where I was actually dancing with him and his wife was there and it was sort of like a partner dance. Wow. Recently, and I don't. It's not at all the reality, so I don't understand. Well, well, well here's what I'm, I'm seeing. And, and again, it's your guides helping me to see this. You know, I think one of the reasons why my ex and I can be friends now is because I did step up to the plate. I did make him pay for half of college. I have stopped paying for certain things that I just, instead of arguing with him in the past, I would just pay for it. And maybe he respects me more because of that. And maybe our children respect both of us because of that. So I think your dream was to help you not, you know, run away from conflict, but actually maybe embrace it a little bit and let who you really are be seen even by your ex-husband and your child. That's healthy karma. Okay, that sounds like a good thing. Yay! I'm excited <laughs> for you. Congratulations, and I, I wish all of you great growth in this area and that you are able to spend happy times together in the future. I really do. Can I ask if that my guides have anything to tell me? They just say, go for it. Don't be afraid. Just go for it. You know, trust the real instinct, not the fear, because intuition is not fear-based, and just go for it. That's what they keep telling you. Okay. Okay. Have a great All day. Right, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. It is Boot Camp for the Soul Tuesday. We are live here in Seattle, and we're going to take a break. And if you want to call in today, you can at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. Ever wondered who you were in a past life? Did you know that our past lives play a pivotal role in who we are today? Well, come learn about your past lives at Marie's Past Life Integration Workshop, Saturday, July 23rd, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Courtyard by Marriott on Lake Union. 
In this day-long interactive workshop, Marie will share her interpretation of your past lives and offer healing techniques to serve as a catalyst for positive change in this lifetime. Sign up online at energyintuitive.com or call Marie's office at 425-825-5671 to register. Manson Mitchell welcomes back Sherry Winston, an expert on women's sexuality and how Mars and Venus really differ. Next, a local favorite and one of Puget Sound's most versatile metaphysicians, Dina Marie, is in studio talking about why your energy matters. Then author Josie Varga gives us insights into near-death experiences and afterlife communication with departed loved ones and spirit guides. That's Manson Mitchell in the morning, Saturday at 10, followed by the Gary Mann Show at 11 Pacific. Are you looking for tools to enhance your life or to bring those things you desire into your life? Marie offers a variety of CDs to help you do just that. Get acquainted with your seven primary chakras and balance your human energy system. Or is embracing your intuition what you're looking to learn? Or would you rather focus on a healthy immune system? These CDs and more are available through Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. Body, mind, and spirit. Alternative Talk 1150 covers it all. And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, Boot Camp for the Soul. And I briefly mentioned while I was talking to the woman in Spain, which we don't know how the rain is in Spain. Right. Right? Mm. <laughs> um, that I'll be recording a six CD series on spirit guides. So excited. So, um, sounds true in their infinite wisdom. Originally, I was going to record a 60, six CD series based on the book, which will come out, um, Intuitive Self Healing, mm -hmm. which will come out in March. But in their infinite wisdom, they thought it would be really cool if I did spirit guides instead. And of course, oh, I okay. actually, isn't that exciting? Yeah. And I actually really wanted to do a CD set on spirit guides. Before they even asked me to do the one based mm -hmm. on the book, I was actually hoping, I hope they ask me someday to do one on spirit guides. And so uh, somehow um, we all got on the same page and um, the project has been approved. And I'm so excited to help people feel connected to their guides and get the information that they need. I'm just really thrilled about it. It's fantastic. So why don't we go ahead and go to the phone lines. Excellent. Let's head south to uh, Vancouver, Washington, and talk to Brittany right now. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Good, Marie. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What can I do for you? Um, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, my last name's Blondino. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, okay. I know who you are. <laughs> um, so I know I you. I wanted to yeah. chat with you today. Okay. Um, um, I liked your topic about um, karma and all that, and I recently just moved back from Arizona. Right. And <laughs> the last time I saw you, you were like, quit your job, <laughs> dump your boyfriend, <laughs> and I did both of those things. <laughs> um, and how does it feel? Pretty good. Oh, pretty good. great. And, and you left but, Sedona and moved back to Seattle. Yes. Right. Yep. Lovely. But a bit of um, just... I wanted to some clarity on um, on the karma aspect because it was a bit confusing for me to leave my job mm -hmm. because um, just gray line with, you know, the spiritual aspect of it and the real world aspect of it. And because um, I'm very committed to people, I'm a very loyal person. So it was right. hard for me to, um, to have the courage to, to quit and leave and 
you know, people that were depending on me. Mm-hmm. And they asked actually for a 90 day notice. And once I realized that it was time for me to go, I just couldn't, I just couldn't stay any longer. And they were pretty upset with me. Uh-huh. Well, so, well, 90 days is an obnoxious request. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's obnoxious. Which is why it felt like, okay, this is more of a spiritual lesson because, you know, and just do what you know is right for yourself. Absolutely. That's pretty unreasonable. It, it is. Obnoxious. Like. And and yeah. since that's the word that came to me and I don't say that word very often, <laughs> it also gives me, and I mean no disrespect to them. I'm sure they're wonderful people, but it just, I kind of feel that way about them in general. Like they're kind of obnoxious. Yeah. You know, they're selfish and they're demanding mm-hmm. and they're not very grateful from what I can see. Right. I mean, you were an excellent employee and you are very loyal. So you give 140% to your work. That's how you are. And, and I think this experience is helping you to, to learn to be more loyal to yourself first and foremost. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's all you got is you in your life. Yeah. So I, I'm really happy you didn't give a 90 day notice. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have dri- driven to Arizona and picked you up myself and yanked you out of um, your work. No, I wouldn't have done that, but I would have wanted to. And, you know, so spirituality, there are some people on the planet, and you're definitely one of them. And most of, of the people that I'm about to describe are the ones who call into my show and come see me. They're very compassionate, gracious, kind people. Yeah. Um, and so we know that the decisions that you make, you've already thought about everyone else, just like I was talking about Eric and I, how we, we maybe overly analyze the situation and want to make the best decision. So you have a tendency to do that. And so we know yeah. that you're definitely thinking about the welfare of others. And now you want to balance that with the thinking about your own welfare. Yeah. Right. And I'm just, yeah, and I'm not willing to, it's almost scary because I'm not willing to settle anymore for what other people want of me. And um, but I just realized I wasn't even happy when I would wake up in the morning, you know. Wow. And I thought, well, what is what kind of a life is that to live? And so I was like, yeah, it's time to let it go. And now I'm just, it's cool, but, you know, um, for us that overanalyze, it can get to be an anxious kind of state. Yeah. You know, it's the what's next. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just be very nurturing to you. I mean, of course, it doesn't feel good. Generally, when we're choosing, when we haven't chosen what's in our best interest and we're starting to choose that, it doesn't feel familiar. It feels uncomfortable. So just be very nurturing to Brittany and love her and tell her she's doing a great job and that you're proud of her. And, And then I think you'll attract bigger and brighter and more wonderful things. Yay. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. You're welcome. Have a great day. Give your mom a hug for me. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye Bye-bye. All right, let's head to Auburn now and talk to Kavehi. Hi, Kavehi. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. What can I do for you? Okay, so I'm I'm about to have a baby, but between Dad and I, it's very not good. Um, There's a lot of anger. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't mean to laugh because, I mean, you're pregnant, you're going to have a baby, and you're not happy with your partner, but I just, I laugh because I just saw an instant scene of the two of you fighting, you know, and not getting along, and it it, it reminded me, I don't know, Eric, you have a really good memory, but it reminded me of that old TV show, what were they called, The Bunkers? You know, where there was like this conservative... Oh, Archie Bunker? Yeah, I think it was like... Yeah. A, and all so, in the Family. All in the Family, that's what mm-hmm. it was called? Okay, so it, it, I just had a um, an immediate, you know, saw that television show in my head. And you guys are like on different planets. Yeah. Totally. You're, you're on different planets, so you, you can't co 
parent in the same house together. I mean, you could <laughs> if you don't if you don't talk to each other. But I mean, you're on different planets. It's just not going to work. Right, and then we're not. I mean, we're not together or anything. But are, are we going to get past this anger at each other and when and? I, I don't know. Did or, Archie Bunker change much? I don't. Yeah. Well, well here's what I think is that y- you're going to have to be the bigger sport in this scenario where he, he and, and again, I don't know him. I've never met him. I'm sure I would have really fun, a lot of fun throwing darts with him at a bar. I just know it. I just all of a sudden I'm in a bar. I'm having a great beer and I know I'd have fun playing darts with him. But he, here's what I think is I don't think he's going to change that much. And I think you have to accept it. You have to accept the way he is. And you have to let him be who he is and not argue about it or try to make him change. Because you are you live in different worlds, literally, energetically, emotionally, and spiritually. And for some incredible reason, we're back to karma again, you've chosen this man to be the father of your child. And your child has chosen this person to be his father. So we want to celebrate that, celebrate your differences, and, and do your very best not to take what he says literally because it pushes every button you have right and then he's surprised that you're arguing with him and he doesn't like to lose arguments i mean it's just it's comical quite frankly i apologize i'm sure it doesn't feel funny but um in my mind it's kind of funny so um you know so we're just always going to be on two different pages about everything yeah and i don't know if that will be forever but certainly for at least a decade, perhaps longer. And this is an opportunity for you to allow someone to be different and accept them for who they are and not try to change them, especially since you're not going to live with him and you're not going to be sharing you know, your private life with him. You're going to have a different partner and that's who you're going to be close with and that's who you'll co-parent with when your son is in your home with both of you. So you, you need, this is a part of you of, even if you believe what he thinks is wrong, he's still entitled to his belief system. And your job is to respect it. So are we actually going, I mean, is he, go, is he going to, so I'm not going to parent with him really. It's going to be someone else. Well, I, I see you with a different partner, but this is your son's father. So I'm assuming he will do some parenting. Right. He wants to. So- When's that partner going to come? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe as you learn to be more forgiving of how a person acts in life. And I'm not saying that your, your desire to have someone be is, is incorrect. I like the way your mind thinks. I like how you want people to be. But it's not our job to police another person's behavior. Right. You know, true celebration of life is celebrating even those things that we think are not cool or interesting or good. Okay. So I think the more you can not ruffle his feathers and not let him ruffle yours, the closer you are to getting that next partner. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, I think it's part of your your growth is to love him for who he is, appreciate the beauty the two of you are creating together, this child, and um, and let him be who he is. Try, try not to change him. Okay. Okay. And so will yeah. we at least be there for each other financially supporting this baby? Yeah, I, th- I think he, I mean, again, I, I don't see him like big money bags, you know, dumping a truck of, you no. know, <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. But I do think that if the two of you aren't pushing each other's buttons, he'll be happy to provide what he can. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. 
Yeah, good. Okay, and congratulations and good luck on the delivery and everything. Great, thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, one more time with the numbers because we do have a couple lines open and we still have a few minutes here on the show. 425-373-5527 or toll-free 877-825-8828. That's 877-825-8828. Now let's talk to Karen and Everett. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How about you? I'm good. Good. I'm back on Northwest Time. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. It really does. It takes a while to get over that jet lag. Yep. Reacclimating. <sighs> yeah. It's kind of hard. So what can I do for you? Well, I was just wondering what my spirit guides have to tell me these days. Okay. So first of all, I'll just point out, because I say this t- to a lot of people, b- but it's true. Spirit guides just love the people they guide so much. They just adore them and love them. So that's the first thing I hear is how much they love you, how proud of they are of you. They're like adoring parents, spirit guides are. They're always like that. So that's the number one thing that they're saying. And then they show me a picture that they of them. And you have more than three, but they're just showing me three right now. Three spirit guides sitting on the edge of a creek and their feet are dangling in water. And they're actually talking about you. So there's three of them, feet in the water dangling. And they said that there's this, in this moment of this dangling your feet in water, there's all this relaxation. There's this focus on the fish in the pond or river, whatever it is. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, But there's a whole lot happening beyond the rocks. Like if you were to stand up, get your feet out of the water, stand up and turn around, there's like a whole life behind you and that you're kind of uncomfortable going there. Do you know what I'm talking about? Huh. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. To a degree. To a degree. So uh-huh. wh- what's the degree that it makes sense or not? I mean, what does that mean to you? Well, I'm really thinking I need to change my work. Uh-huh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just to go through that whole thing is just so uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. So do you like your job? Not really. Okay. So do you think that's a good enough reason to change jobs? To a degree, yes. Okay. I actually believe it is the most important reason to change a job. That's just what I believe personally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So so my answer would be yes. And, and here's what I get. I just want you to know I cannot see your bank account or your numbers. So I don't know where your bank is at or your numbers to your accounts. But they're telling me you're actually financially okay. So you could take some creative moments and find another job. Oh, well, you know, yeah, because you just have this fear about what is happening in the world today, and is there something more? And then there's that part of me that, you know, has been studying, you know, killing modalities yeah. like that. And, yeah, um, uh, Makes uh, you happy. Yeah. So you want to go towards what makes you happy. You do not even like your job, so, okay, we know that's not happiness. And... um Financially, you have some breathing room. That's what I've been told. Like you've been responsible, you've made good choices. And why not, whether you take some time off from work or you work part-time and build a business or something of that nature, I would invest in yourself. I think you're worth it. Okay. So, and it would be financially okay for me to, or stable, I guess. Well, well, you you know your resources better than me, but they're telling me that, you, you've set yourself up in a good way. 
Well, and I'm thinking just for the future stuff, if I was self-employed, that would be uh, stable or financially secure, I guess. You know, you worry about that kind of stuff being independent. Yeah, I don't. But I have, you know, I'm financially independent. I mean, I have my own business, Uh right? You know, I don't work for anyone else. I create my own wealth. So uh, I I actually don't think worrying about the future is a good idea. That's just my personal feeling. I think worrying about anything is not a good idea either. I think it's important to believe in oneself and have trust that the universe is going to provide for you in the best way possible. Uh That's just how I feel about it. And here's the other thing, because you have been trained in a profession, just like I've been trained in nursing, worst case scenario, you can go back to your old profession. Well, that's it. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's what I always think. I can go get a condo, downsize, and go back to a hospital and work. That's what I always think. Yeah. If I allow myself to worry, but I would recommend not spending time worrying. I just don't think it's healthy. Well, how do you stop worrying? (laughs) Well, it's a choice. Oh. Right. So you already know how to worry. The opposite of worry is freedom is to feel free, supported, appreciated. So I would spend time. I I like to maybe in your case, you could think about you love animals, outdoor Uh animals. You could think about, you know, nature, you know, just really allow your mind to go to a completely different perspective and not even even think about money if you don't want to. Hmm. Yeah, that's always a plus, too. Yeah. Well, that's new food for thought. <laughs> Basically, when that stuff comes off, you just, or comes up, you just switch it, I guess. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Yeah, because we just have such patterns in our brains. And- mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called social consciousness. The majority of the population prefers to be in worry and doubt. And I'm not, you know, recommending being irresponsible. Like in your case, you've been responsible. But oh, you're, yeah. But you're thinking about the future when right now your body says, Let's work less. Let's create something new. Let's work in the healing world in some way. Well, it's hard to work a full-time job and also create something. And you have enough resources where you could give yourself a buffer of some sort to figure out what that means to you. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to do it all tomorrow, but I would definitely start to to think about it and how else can I look at this? Yes. Rather than waiting until you win the lottery and then, you know, because that's what everybody waits for. Oh, my God. (laughs) Then you miss life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Is there anything else they want me to know? Just that they love you. They're excited because they see you excited inside like, wow, this is a new way to look at things. And they're very happy that you're willing to look at things differently. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've been trying all kinds of things. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I wish you the best of luck in your endeavors. Thank you. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we got one more phone call here. Let's talk to Jim calling from Seattle. Hi, Jim. How are you? Very good. Thank you, Marie. Good. What can I do for you? Well, Marie, you kind of touched the bases of where I was going. I came from a union job where I think I'm, I think I'm, from what you just said, I need to just take a $20 cut and pay. (laughs) Be happy. And be happy because you're not happy with the union job? Well, I don't have been out of work for a year, but mm-hmm. I'm moving into an arborist class. I'm going to go to get a possible city job. I'm so overqualified uh-huh. that people aren't even uh, taking my, uh, hiring me at taking like, tw- you know, $20 cut in pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not very nice. So I need to have more qualifications so I can get those 
leadership jobs is that's what I'm trying for now, I guess. Good. And do, I'm not going to go back to the union. Okay. And do you like the arborist type work? I mean, does it make well, you happy? Well, I stay in my trade. Okay. But you're not, ask, you're not answering my question. Does it make you happy? <laughs> if I have somebody else do the climbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So you're going to climb trees and... and that's what arborists do. Oh. Or their lands. You're, like for the city, cities, yeah. they basically tell people to cut down that tree or we're cutting down that tree. Right, or, right. Because it has an inclusion in the V crotch and it's an unsafe tree. Right, right, right. But so that's kind of what, what an arborist does and sometimes they climb. Mm-hmm. And so, but it doesn't make you happy. Well, I'm a journeyman powerline tree trimmer, mm-hmm. put it that way. It's and does that tree. make you happy? May supplying for my family makes me happy. Okay. All right. So the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pointing out the obvious here because I think it's important for us to be honest with ourselves. It's really hard to make the best choices for us if we're not being truthful to ourselves. And I totally understand that you want to provide for your family. I like the classes you're taking. I think you like them or they're fun or it's interesting or it's different, you know, so I, I like that part of it. But I would encourage you as you're providing for your family in whatever way you decide to, I would encourage you to contemplate what it is that makes you happy that you could do professionally. And and don't well, even, oh, go ahead. No, you. <laughs> even take away the part that I said that you could do professionally. Because most of the time when people find what brings them joy it was nothing that they even remotely considered. So, as you're taking these classes and providing ways to pro- provide for your family, which I know that feels good. I get it. It does feel good. Um, think about what could bring happiness to you. Even if you're not even sure if it would be a career, because a lot of times just feeling joy and being happier with the intent of discovering what one could do for a living to provide finances, um, you, you actually move in that direction a whole lot better from feeling happy versus doing all the right things, being super responsible. Well, in a, in a dream, I would be doing like energy work, but that's not, I can't make money to supply a kid going to college. Why I can so why can't you? you? You have intuitions. You can see, you can, <laughs> you can communicate with uh, angels and, uh-huh. and see ahead. I'm just, I just give out energy. I don't see what uh-huh. it does. I right. see what, how it helps right. so, afterwards, but I don't see auras or anything like you. Right. Well, well, you don't know for sure. I mean, I, what I see today is what, isn't what I saw in the very beginning. It's a muscle. Intuition is a muscle and it grows. But I love that you've already determined in the dream world, which means the dream, the world that makes you happy, you would love to do energy work. Right. So I, I would definitely spend some time thinking about how could you create money? Because if, if you're having results, if people are getting better, then I, that's... I believe they are, yes. Okay. Well, that's a valuable... T- that's a valuable tool. But it feels like it's a gift, and I know we're running out of time. Right, so I'll we are. Let you go. I'll, I'll talk to you in person. Okay, that'd be great, Jim. Have a great day. Right. Be safe climbing those trees.
Yeah, God bless. God bless you. So tomorrow we're going to have Christopher Renstrom, astrologer, on the show. Well, not tomorrow, Thursday. That's Thank right. you, Eric. He's giving me that look. Like, You're not coming back here tomorrow. Thank you, Eric. You Ar- can if you want. We'd love to have you. <laughs> That's right. We'll they can find tune some time. in, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I'll come in too, right? Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful day, and I will talk to you on Thursday. Joyful blessings. Bye bye.